ColorWorks Radio, and I'm your host, Justin Baker. My guests this week are two artists that are featured in the most recent photo regional at the Opaka Gallery. And one of the artists is also one of the curators. Now, this regional is a little different because Apollo Gallery decided to put the focus on young people, on the youth, which I think is brilliant. Let them take it over and let them show us, show me, what the hell's going on here. Because at times the photo regional can feel redundant in who it showcases from the area and in talking to my guests they felt the same way and I agree so speaking of my guests let's get to them they are two remarkable individuals Jayana LaFountain and Tyler Kyrie these two really impressed me and they inspired me. It made me feel like we are not doomed. We are gonna be okay. So, we're gonna do it. But before we get there, in honor of youth, we can celebrate with my favorite monologue of youth and rebellion. And why? I don't know. I think it's good to hear once in a while. It's good to reflect. And I always walk away feeling like I have purpose. And purpose is something we need now. Something that can give us a direction. Because I know from myself that it's been hard. It's, I, I'm not going to lie, it sucks. And it's always good to re- refresh, I was going to say reset. I don't, maybe reset yourself. It's like a meditation. So I'm going to try to get through this and... I'm going to try to give it some, give it its duty, I think, is what I mean. That's what I mean to say. I'm going to try to give it its duty. Now that sounds weird when I say that, but here we go. Okay. From the oldest of times, people danced for a number of reasons danced in prayer or so that their crops would be plentiful or so their hunt would be good. And they danced to stay physically fit and to show their community spirit and they danced to celebrate. And that, that is the dancing that we are talking about. Aren't we told in Psalm 149, Praise ye the Lord, sings unto the Lord a new song, and let them praise 
his name in the dance. It was King David. King David, who we read about in Samuel. And what did David do? What did David do? What did David do? (laughs) David danced before the Lord with all his might, leaping, leaping and dancing before the Lord. Leaping and dancing. Ecclesiastes assures us that there is a time to every purpose under heaven, a time to laugh, a time to weep, time to mourn, and there is a time to dance, and there was a time for this law, but not anymore. See, this is our time to dance, and it's our way of of celebrating life. It's the way it was in the beginning. It's the way it's always been, and it's the way it should be now. There you go. Let's take some pictures and let's dance. to hear uh, what you guys have to say today because um, I thought it was really uh, interesting the way that the Alpaca Gallery approached the, the regional because um, when I saw the call, I, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I'll apply. And then I saw there's this age, <laughs> the age limit. And I thought like, that's, my first thought was that's brilliant because um you know, myself as a photographer living in the area, um, you know, it's something I apply to often. Sometimes I get in, sometimes I don't. But um, my experience when I see it is like usually there's a lot of repetition from all the other years. 
Um, and I thought it was really cool that the alpaca said, like, let's, let's like pump the brake and let's try to get some other voices represented that are younger, probably more diverse. Maybe, maybe even, um, we might get some people that wouldn't have thought to apply, you know? So, um, Jana, I'm kind of, I'm going to go to you first, um, and maybe just kind of, what was, um, what did you think being asked to be a juror? And then what was your thought process as the, as one of the jurors? Well, um, first of all, I've never been asked to be a juror for anything. So it was my first time, um, being a juror. I was like weird, I guess. In a way, I was like, me? I'm going to jump somebody's art. Are you sure? Um, so it was an honor for Judy to come to me and say, hey, you. And I was like, okay, cool. Great. Um, I, I think I'm cool enough to do this. So I, I said yes. Um, and what was the second question? I'm sorry. Well, like, what was your your thought process? Like, like what were you... Like, because when I look through the 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 works of that were accepted, there seems to be a thread, and I I don't know if if you going in had a had a or you guys as a group there was four of you right that were the jurors three three okay, and um, I'm just kind of going to you as the representative today, but like, did you guys have a something you were looking for or? Was there any kind of preconceived concept? Um, so we so we didn't look at any of the art together. We all looked as individuals. Um, okay. My goal when I was looking at all of the work was um, to make sure everybody was represented. More importantly, black and brown women um, and other people of color. Because typically when you go to art galleries or photo regionals, it's it's really a bunch of old white men and their work that we've all seen a million times before and a bunch of naked ladies. So, okay. <laughs> so I was like, I was very, very excited to see something fresh, something new um, from people that are from my generation and under because it's, it's our world too, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And our perspective is completely different um, than somebody that's, I don't know, over the age of 35, like we all have different lives and where like the world they grew up in no longer exists. So like, here's what we see and here's what we're capturing. This is what life looks like for us. Um, so I was really looking for anything that tugged at my heartstrings, um, or anything that was like, that anything that just stopped me. If it stopped me, I was saying, yes, I was just like, Trees don't stop me anymore. Like, I don't, I don't want to see any more trees for the love okay. of God. Um, and our call for art was really about, you know, the climate with COVID and with the Black Lives Matter movement. So I was looking um, both for peace and something that captured the chaos. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, work that I saw that was like extremely peaceful in the midst of all the chaos. And then there were some that were like overtly capturing chaos, which I thought was really cool. Um, but yeah, I just, I looked for authenticity because that's my whole thing. Um, as a person and a photographer, I like authenticity and I liked things that are new and, you know, fresh, different perspectives. Like, have you laid on the ground to take a photo yet? You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was pretty much my process. Now I'm curious a little bit. What's your entry point into photography? Did you, 
Did you go to school? Did you, are you like self-taught? Like kind of, where are you coming from? I'm self-taught. Um, I didn't go to school. I grew up in Schenectady from age 11 until I moved to Troy when I was an adult. Um, but I went to the Boys and Girls Club, Craig Street Boys and Girls Club, rest in peace, Craig Street Boys and Girls Club, it no longer exists. Um, but they did a photo regional with us, actually, when I was 12. And they were like, you know, capture your neighborhood and tell us about your neighborhood. And I captured red solo cups everywhere because oh, I lived okay. in the hood. So there was a lot of parties, a lot of drinking and stuff. And there was like just trash everywhere. And I was like, well, this is my neighborhood. I'm not going to make it pretty because it's not. Um, and they picked it and I was like, oh, okay, cool. That was nice. Um, and after that, I was gifted a camera by one of the staff members at the Boys and Girls Club. And I was taking pictures for the year and my foster mother had died and we had like four pictures of her and I was upset. She died a four days before Christmas oh. and I last minute asked for a camera. Um, and my grandmother who had adopted me by then made it happen. Don't know how. She had my camera in a pair of like black jeans to make me believe I didn't get it. Um, but ever since then, it's been my goal and my passion to capture everything as it is, everyone, um, to preserve legacies, especially, you know, for black and brown people who haven't had the opportunity to have like generations of photos from their great, 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 great grandparents and stuff like that. Like we can't trace things. So my photography is just proof that people are here, they existed, um, and also to capture things that are not traumatic for black and brown people because we also deserve peace um, and we also are delicate and we're also soft and we're not, you know, what the world perceives us to be all the time. Um, so I do a lot of portraiture. I do a lot of birth because I'm also a doula. Um, it's just all of the things that are, are peaceful and bring me joy um, and bring other people joy. So that's how I got into it. And uh, School of YouTube, following other photographers that inspire me. Yeah, yeah very good school. <laughs> um, and trial and error, you know. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, myself as a, as a photographer, there's a lot of trial and error, you know. I, I learn more, you know, by, by making mistakes and then, you know, readjusting or, you know, thinking like, oh, that mistake provided an interesting result. Maybe that's not a mistake, you know? Lots of mistakes. Yeah. Tyler, what about you? What was your entry point into photography? I, well, I've always been really involved in art. My mom's a painter and my dad's an actor and a director. So I was always really involved in it as a child, more like acting and going to acting camps and everything. And then I took a break from it for a little while and I went to high school. I wasn't involved with it at all. And then I went to college, I went to business school and then I realized that wasn't for me and I switched to art school. And then I was studying digital media in art school and I had one photography class and we had to get a camera. And then during that semester is when COVID happened. So we went online and I decided to not go back because I didn't want to do it online. But I took my camera and I just started shooting with my friends and it just kind of started from there. Wow. So where where did you go to school or where are you located? I went to Hudson Valley. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, interesting. okay. interesting. You know, I teach there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What's that? 
teach? I teach in the digital media program. Oh. That's really funny. What, um, so who did, well, who did you have for a professor in photography? I had, uh, ooh, I don't remember her name. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm just curious. Um, I'm just curious. I, believe I believe it started with a J. Oh, okay. Or an okay. M. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I don't know why I'm spacing out right now. I should know who that is, but I don't. Um, But anyway, so so you're local, and then you didn't want to go back, and and you thought like, well, okay, let me just dig down into this and look at my friends. Um, And I I looked at your work, and it's it's really powerful. That there's that one image of the of the the girl in the laundromat looking you know, um, at the camera and it's really, it's, um, it's a beautiful image. Um, they're both beautiful. I think you have two pieces in the show, Yes. right? But, um, that one in particular, like really caught me as like really, um, striking. Um, so is that something now both of you seem like to really focus on people, right? Would you both kind of say like you're portraitists or that's, Portraiture, yeah. Something you're interested in? Fashion and editorial. Fashion and editorial. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, Jayana, did um, Jayana, did you um, did you select Tyler? I did. I did. You did. 100%. <laughs> what was it about um, her, her work, work that, that drew you to it? Um, it's it's just pretty. <laughs> I, I feel like I have to pull up the work to look at it again. Um, it just drew me right in, like the models. The models themselves, number one, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the composition of the photos, the color of the photos are just mm. ah, perfect. And then after I chose her, I went digging and I found Instagram and I was like, oh my God, it's even better on Instagram because there's even more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's the composition, it's the angles, it's the color for me, it's the sharpness of the photos. It's just... It's beautiful. And then I didn't know Tyler was a woman because I assumed Tyler was a young guy. I was like, all right, I guess guys, you know, taking pictures of girls is cool. But then I found out she was a black woman and that made it even better for me. I was like, oh, I'm in love, you know, Um, (laughs) because that's where my heart is. I love women in photography. It brings me a lot of joy. But her work is just just gorgeous. Right. I, I would agree. I mean, that, you know, really it, it struck me and, you know, um, your work as well is, is, is really is powerful. And, you know, as, um, myself as an artist and, you know, someone who's been taking pictures for, I don't know, uh, 20 something years, I, that's one thing I, I have a really hard time with, unless it's my kids is portraiture, you know, and like, using the camera to, 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 to like to depict people in a way that is expressive and powerful and you know tells a story i'm just not i'm not good at that you know i primarily take photos in a studio so you know when i see work like that i'm i'm really intrigued um in how how the the photographer is using the camera to tell this story, you know, there's something going on. There's like some sort of magic that happens between you and your, um, your subject matter. And do you, so like Tyler, do you, do you tell your friends anything or is it just kind of like you're there and they're comfortable with you and 
they don't see you with a camera, they just see their friend? Um, I would say it's both, mainly. Mm -hmm. I do create, like, really, not for every project, but for a lot, I create really intricate mood boards so they can look at it and, like, really feel, like, already involved in it and see themselves in it before we get to the shoot location. And then on the shoot location, or before the shoot location leading up to it, I do what I can to try and, if there's a storyline to it or a general theme, I try to, like, almost put myself into it as the photographer beforehand and feel that spirit, feel whatever the concept is. So then on shoot day, the model's seen the mood board. I've also done what I need to do to feel like I'm a part of the concept. And then together we're both in it and we're friends usually. So it just it's, it becomes normal. That's interesting. So tell me about this mood board. What is this? Yeah. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They really are. Pinterest. Pinterest. Honestly, I tell everybody to make one. That's a client of mine. I'm like, make, like, a, mood make a mood board. Tell me what you want. It makes such a big difference. It really does. Like, just put in all. I'll usually break it up, like the concepts, and then if there's a general inspiration for the shoe, I'll put that there. And then I'll just follow it with the style and the hairstyles and the makeup if I'm bringing other people into the project so they can see it as well. And just put, putting backgrounds to the pictures that also go with the theme. So it's it's almost like a PowerPoint you would present in school. Yeah. But it's, it's the, the concept, concept of the shoot. shoot. It's like a sketchbook like a sketchbook. in a way. Yeah. Right, yeah. like you're kind of... Okay, so you go, to, you go to a shoot with a concept... Ahead of time, of like for most of it. except the the two in the show, the laundromat one. I w it did have a concept, but the first laundromat I had mapped it out to, we weren't allowed to go into, so it was kind of improvised to that one. And then the other work in the show, the Unchained, that was completely we planned that in like fifteen minutes. Interesting. Okay. Huh. That's pretty cool. I would have never thought of that. I mean, I'm just, you know, I, I mean, I, as, you know, eh, you know, as a professor, I, you know, I've heard students like reference, like I'm making a mood board and, you know, it's something that I know about, but uh, I never heard it in relation to a photographer, you know, like a photographer, but it makes a lot of sense, right? Like it, you know, you're kind of like creating the atmosphere, you know, ahead of time. So you're, you're going in. Now, both of you mentioned Instagram. How like how important is that for you in your work, um, or just like looking at work? Does it like what? Like, what no, you're both no, smiling. You're both smiling. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> <laughs> um, Instagram. Let's. I I feel like I'm a social media queen. Um, okay. I like to be on social media. It's it's fun, and I got pictures to post. Damn it! So I'm gonna be on social media, obviously. Um, sure. As far as like my like my personal Instagram is fun for like anything that has this face on it, um, but professionally and for my photography, I just post on Instagram. I don't necessarily interact with everybody that's on there. It's just like to showcase my work. Um, so I'm like here, I exist um, because right now, if you're not on social media and you're doing like photography. Eh, and who's finding you really is, I mm -hmm. guess, is the thing. Most of the people that come to me have seen like an Instagram post of mine because I will post in blocks of six or blocks of nine so that when you're scrolling for a good five minutes, it'll be Jayana LaPhotos for a second, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, brain. I'm taking notes. Take I'm the notes. Um, but yeah, so posting on Instagram has afforded me um, 
one, it's just like, I just posted it, it's done. And then like, I don't know, a day or two later, five people will have sent me an email saying, I saw something on Instagram. I would like to book with you. Um, so Instagram's super important. And I feel like it's the easiest um, social media tool right now because Facebook is okay, but it's like just a bunch of old people with opinions and it's getting irritating. <laughs> so Instagram is really easy. The stories are cool. Um, and then they introduce like the reels, um, which is like TikTok, but absolutely not TikTok. So you can post like fun videos of you, you know, doing the shoot and then your results. Um, but I think it's really cool. And it's a nice way to connect with people and also find other photographers that you're inspired by, um, by going through like hashtags um, or when people are tagging their photographers in their photos, which is super important um, because I found Tyler actually after I did the jury process because somebody had tagged her in a photo um, because I'm also in Troy. So I know some of the people that you've shot and I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. So then I went to her page and I was like, okay, I found a new photographer that I'm inspired by and I could possibly collaborate, you know, with this photographer because sliding in DMs to be like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? I got a project. <laughs> so Instagram is super important to me. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, I would definitely agree with everything that was just said. Sometimes I do have a love-hate relationship with it because I'll get, like, wrapped up in just the algorithm problems that come with Instagram or the need, the feeling of needing to keep up with other people that I follow. But when I take myself out of that, it's, like, it's very useful to find other people to collaborate, to reach out to designers. Like, it's kind of a portfolio that people can always comment on and help you share. Mm-hmm. I think it's, Tyler, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, you, like, taking yourself out of the, mm-hmm. like, uh, thinking that you're in competition with other, like, photographers or that you have to keep up because I find myself in that, in that loop. And when I get in that loop, I'm like, oh, like, oh. Going off of social media for five days, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Then it becomes so disingenuous. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, my work doesn't look like that. And I just, I probably should. But it's like, no, your work looks like your work. That's why you have your people and they have their people. Just like um, that there's like one saying or something where it's like, um, don't worry about like what other people are doing in your profession. Because you do what you do and they, they do what they do. Like there's a million different types of bread in the bread aisle. But everybody is still in business. Right, right. right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's important, That's important to, 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 to realize, to I think. Um, I think actually, like, um, as, like, young photographers, that's that's important to to realize that like um you like you just need to keep making your work and you're going to digest um you know everything that you see in some way and it's going to come through a filter and you know maybe you're inspired maybe like um but in the end it, when you shoot when you make the work that you make it, it is yours um yeah. and that's um that's an interesting thing about um, Instagram. Like I've found in the past few years, like using it, um, you know, that like, I don't know, maybe I kind of lost the thought, but like that um, you, you can see, or maybe it's just one of the great things. You can see so much work, you know, you can see people who are creating work um, all over the world that you would have never seen before. Um, and, you know, they're, 
it's it's very inspiring in a lot of ways. Um, I find um, it can be kind of repetitive sometimes. You know, you just kind of keep saying the same thing. Um, but I would agree. And you know, like a lot of curators now um, use Instagram. Like there's a someone I talked to like a year ago that like they're like I pretty much only use Instagram to curate shows in my gallery. <laughs> you know, it's like pretty it's wild. Really and the, then the networking that can happen on Instagram is really cool too. It really yeah. is because I, um, on my personal Instagram, a woman that works for Essence, like does their editorial shoots and stuff followed me mm. and I didn't know who she was. But then I, you know, followed her back and I, I saw she was taking pictures of like the queens of our world. And I was just like, wait a minute, wait a damn minute. And then I messaged her and, and she works for Essence, you know, and I was like, I don't know why she's following me, but she likes my portraiture. So it's important for you to stay authentic because you don't know who's going to like what of yours, you know? Yeah. yeah. So as, as, actually, I'm, actually, I'm curious about your, your professional practice, um, Janet, like the, um, like your you're a working photographer. Um, I was looking at your portfolio on your website and it's really beautiful. Um, um, yeah, really incredible work. And I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, like right now, just kind of being in the situation we're in, how, how has that changed? Has it slowed down? Has it kind of stayed the same? Has it? So I'm, I'm the queen of pivot. If I got to move a certain way, I'm going to move. So because of the pandemic, everything, everybody stopped for a moment. I definitely stopped for about three months in the beginning um, of the pandemic. And I was like, okay, I need to do something. uh, Because if I don't shoot something, I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I came up with the idea of doing portrait sessions, um, which is going to people's porches. I literally called it porch trait. Um, and I think I got about a hundred families in like a three month span, uh, that wanted to do portrait sessions. So I would stand with my 85 millimeter, you know, more than six feet away. Cause I don't have to be that close to them. Um, and I took some photos of everybody just existing at their homes and that's really what kept me afloat. Um, and, and then I, finally got my vaccine. So I now feel safe to take photos again. So business is picking back up. Fortunately, (laughs) I was nervous about that. Um, because I was like, I think pre COVID, I was like in my prime for a second. Like I was everywhere. I had like interviews being done and like people were like really excited to work with me and then everything went like this. And I was like, Oh God. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I was just able to pivot. Um, mainly because I don't have a choice. This is my full time job you know um this is what i do this is how i eat how i keep my house so so you just pivot pivot and tyler for for you you. it it seems like it it kind of gave you a new avenue in some way yeah it did i feel like i had an adverse effect on a lot of people who were affected by it because it almost made me go into photography Mm -hmm. So how do you see your, like, how, I'm curious with, with you, Tyler, well, I have a couple of questions for you. Um, what, did you see the call and you were like, Hey, I'm, 
I'm like that age range. Like, why don't I do that? Is that for for the show? Yeah, for the Apocalypse show. Yeah, I saw it was shared to me on Instagram, and I've been submitting like my work to different things, like magazines and publications. So I was like, you know, there's no harm in just trying and sending it out. So, uh huh, I submitted. No harm at all. Somebody fuck for you. Yeah, <laughs> and were you? Because we all enjoyed your work. Were were you um, were you um, surprised or were you like, yeah, I knew I'd get in, or were you like honored, or what was your reaction to being asked to be in the show? I would say all of them, like uh-huh. at once, like all definitely really grateful and shocked that I got in, but also really proud and trusting in my work. So. I felt like I had a good chance. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And what, now, like, going forward, like, your your mother's a painter, your father's an actor, you said. Um, so they're both kind of, they probably have some idea of the world you want to be in, it seems like. And are they supportive or are they like, please go back to business school? <laughs> they're, they're extremely supportive. They like, are. They're like, what can we do to help you? Like, my mom was really excited about the Opaka show because she's actually had her own show there as well. So it was just like, I feel like they're just really proud to see me doing not what they what they did, but just a similar journey to theirs and doing it on my own and younger than they did. Oh, that's incredible. That's that's nice. Yeah, I mean, my father, you know, he was like an an in an, an, like a engineer. He was like a mechanical engineer, and he was very suspicious of my life choice. <laughs> he thought, you know, like, well, if you're gonna go to art school, what would you do after? And, and I was like, well, just be an artist, Dad. And he was like, not really sure what that meant, you know, like that was like very foreign to him. Yeah, parents yeah. are funny. Like, we just realized we wouldn't have anything without art. Right, yeah. It would just be blank. There would be no architecture, there would be no museums, no ads, no fun shows. Mm-hmm. My, grandmother, my grandmother was the same way. She's, because I'm second generation American, so she was just like, that doesn't make sense. You need a college degree. And I was like, I don't, I don't like school, though. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. And she was like, you're not going to make it. She still bought me a camera for high, after I graduated high school, um, just in case. And she, she made the right choice. She did. <laughs> but now she yeah. sees that, it. took her a while. But they have to see something for it to be, like, real to them. I'm just like, just trust the process. Shorty's like, <laughs> Wait, you called your grandmother Shorty? I did. That's fine. Now, the two of you are, are like, foregoing, like traditional educational routes you know i sound so you know i don't know dorky saying that but is there any um, you know is there any second thought or is that just you know like i don't know what i guess my question would be like do you like being like in your like your generation does it feel like like well why not just do something different like why not you know, why can't I just do this on my own? Is that part of it, or do you feel like you don't really need to be in school? Um, I feel like I don't need to be in school. Um, mm-hmm. 
I also don't want to be in debt. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> that's number one. But yeah. I, I don't think that I need to be in school. I didn't think I needed it when I was in my senior year of high school. Um, especially after seeing all of the holes that happened in education and what they should have been teaching us versus what they did teach us. I still haven't used Pythagorean theorem. I'm 26. <laughs> I still haven't used it. It's fine. Um, and I was, I was super vocal in high school about that. I was like, I don't really want to do this because mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessary. And my teachers who were usually white men, they'd be like, well, there was one of them that said, well, you, you don't know when you'll need physics when you're bagging groceries and you need to put bottles of soda in bags. And I was just like, that was cute. Not going to bag groceries, but okay. Um, yeah. And I, and I was just like, yeah, I'm definitely not going to college. Um, it, I just really truly felt like I didn't need it because I think the thing about college too is like you gain a, like a bigger network of people mm -hmm. and it's about who you know, not what you know. Um, and that's been made very obvious um, to me as a black woman, like watching so much. Th there's just so much like mediocrity that happens and we are just following like, a, I don't know, old people from like back in the day. Was like, you have to do this. But the people that were making those rules were old white men. And I was just like, and for me, I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't. I don't really feel the need to to walk in their path. So that path is not mine. Um, and as a black woman, as an Afro-Latina woman, I know that if I'm given nothing, I'm making something regardless. Um, so I really, I didn't, I did not want college. Um, I do not thrive in school settings. Um, and they're not like helpful in the way we're like, okay, we're gonna teach you the way that you know. Um, so I, I was just like, yeah, no, that's going to be a no for me. So I just, again, I went and found photographers that were already in the profession. Um, my current boyfriend is, um, he graduated from RPI with like marketing and like media and like all of his friends graduated from RPI too. So I can just go to them and be like, hey, can you teach me this thing about graphic design? And I've learned more about graphic design in like two months versus doing a four-year degree. Sure. So I don't think it's really necessary for me specifically. Like if I was going to be a doctor or a scientist or doing biochemical stuff, like, sure, absolutely. Please go to college. Don't blow yeah. us up. But um, I feel like everything that I want and need, I can learn through other people. And I have a very vast group of friends that range from a seven-year-old to a 70-year-old from all walks of life that can teach me. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Tyler, and Tyler, for you, for is, you, is, you know, it was, more, know, it was just more just the, the, the delivery method, right? And then do you feel now like, I'm just going to keep, doing, gonna what keep doing. doing what I'm doing? Yeah, like when, when I was in business, business school, school, I was in business school for three semesters. And the reason why I got out of that is because I was talking to people and with friends who owned their own businesses and in conversations with them, I just did not understand what they were talking about when they were really talking about their business. And then it wasn't because like I wasn't doing well in school or I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't actively applying myself like I genuinely just wasn't learning the stuff that really went into building a business from the ground up. And it's also that saying like the people who are teaching you business aren't owning their own business. And when I started to really think about that, I was like, you know, what? I'm just gonna I really want to be a creative director for a while. So I was like, I'm just going to switch to digital media because that applies more. It's also an art, which I really enjoy. And then I really, really loved art school. If COVID didn't happen, I, 
I feel like I might still be in it because I genuinely really liked it. But when I really started picking up my camera, I wasn't learning anything from the photography class I was in. And I was learning a lot on YouTube. I was learning a lot just from practicing with my friends. And like you said, doing the wrong thing and then finding out after. And once I started doing that and picking up and noticeably seeing my work getting better, I was like, why would I go back and pay thousands of dollars for this when I could just buy a new camera and practice more? Like, Sure. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. You know, photography is... You know, I, I think in any of the visual arts, there's there's avenues that that um, that just take time, right? And like time is well for photography, it's just you're out shooting. You know, you're doing it, and you're you're putting the hours, putting the work in, and learning. You know, and um, I what was the thing you said, um, Jaina? It's uh, that. Um, school sometimes provides networks. You know, I think that's, or it provides, you know, like for me as a kid growing up in the country, like out in the, you know, out in farm country and being like one of two kids in my school that was like really into art, you know, I needed to find other kids like me, you know, so school really provided that. You know, and it put me in a place like where I was like, okay, I'm around people that are doing what I'm doing. But now I think with social media and just being aware and out there, um, you can find that, you know, you don't necessarily need to be in a, in a building with other people like you, you know, and I think that's really, uh, you know, in some ways like a big part of what's super interesting with you the two of you are doing, you know, and it's really kind of powerful in a way. Um, also, I forgot to mention, sorry to cut you off, no, that okay. uh, I'm in Mission Accomplished Transition Services right now, which is their fashion institute. And I feel like because of that program and finding that and being involved in that, all my worries about school completely went away because they're really helping me take care of the business side of my photography and figure out the marketing, all of that. And I can just worry about teaching myself the photography aspect. Tyler, I'm talking because I'm a supervisor at Mission Accomplished for the Social Entrepreneurship Institute. Oh, cool. Know what is. Yes. <laughs> is that, a, is is that, that like a local, is that like a local organization? Local organizations in Mission Accomplished um, Transition Services helps young people um, learn the business side of of their business, like the as- like the business aspects. Um, I just started three weeks ago, actually. I stepped in um, to fill in until June, and um, I'm doing the social entrepreneurship. So we have Collective Effort, which is a co-working space here in Troy, um, coming in. Their collective, collective effort is a mixed, like it's like media and arts, right? Um, mm-hmm. So they focus on marketing, um, podcasting, video, photography, et cetera. So they're coming in and teaching our student interns that we have right now um, about what it is to be an entrepreneur, market research, um, you know, figuring out their elevator pitches. And so we do all of, the, all of those things at Mission Accomplished. And it's run by Carmen Duncan. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a really great program. You two are so powerful. It's really awesome. <laughs> it's like, I'm just blown away. Like, so I, I, I don't mean to be too rude, but like... I, how so, Tyler? You you're twenty, maybe. 
Yes. In China? Uh, 26. 26, yeah. It's incredible. It's really, yeah. you guys are really, you guys are really you're rock stars. Rock star. You're going somewhere. You're going somewhere. Yeah. I feel it. I, feel it. I think um, I, also, I also failed to mention that I was also afforded the opportunities to go to art schools. Um, mm-hmm. Like I moved around a lot because I was in foster care, but I always ended up in an art school. So I went to Rebecca M. Johnson in elementary school in Massachusetts, and it was an art school. So they had different ways of teaching too. Um, and they also took us on entrepreneur field trips. So I feel like mm. I was kind of bred for this. <laughs> um, and then I went to Schenectady High School and they have a fine arts wing. Um, and I was in the fine art wing. And uh, again, we had like class outside. We were like writing poems and chalk on the sidewalks kind of deal. Um, mm. So I, I got to definitely experience like a different way of learning, um, which is why I strayed away from traditional as well. Mm. Mm. That's important. That's, That's like if you have you know, the foundation, I mean, it's, you know, sometimes you don't need that extra step, you know, I'm, you know, curiosity can drive anyone, you know, and just being curious about the world. Um, it's powerful. I love that thing that you said. It was, um, what did you say? If you give me nothing, I'll make something. What, what was that? That's powerful. That's powerful too. I love that. Um, well, um, I'm excited about what you guys are doing and I'm excited about the show and I think it's brilliant that the Opalka decided to pivot and not hang stuff that I made <laughs> and uh, you know do their own thing and you know it's really it's it's super great talking to you guys because like I you know as part of my my mission with this radio show slash podcast it's like I, I'm so eager to to talk to like younger people and see what they're doing because you know my foot is not in that world like it should be or it used to be right I have my network of 45 50 year old people that I hang around with and we're all boring and um, like-minded and whatever but you know it's it's your generation that's really exciting and, and breaking boundaries and, and doing the things that really need to be done. So I thank the both of you uh, for taking the time this morning to talk to me and uh, tell me what's what the hell's going on around here. <laughs> uh...